That's <laughs> lovely evening to you, Mr. Dennis. Hello. Hello to you. It seems it seems as if the hour is happy. Well once yes. again we are gathered here today. To pay tribute to the happy hour, which can be found at happyhour.fm. Of course the two people listening know that. So hey. Well maybe hey, we... Yes. I got good news. Really good. Yeah? Yes. We went up six. Six uh, points in Uruguay. Sweet. We're back up to uh, 562. I told you those billboards would work. Well, you, every, you every, episode me. We, every episode we mention Uruguay, we get more listeners. So Uruguay, Uruguay, Uruguay or as you would say, Uruguay. 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 Yes. When I was re-listening to our previous discussion about your bat situation, which you told me to not bring up again, uh, I, I, I was reminded that recently, within the past five months, um, I had a, I had a, an issue where an incident where I had a big spider on the ceiling of my living room. And and I and I was like, oh man, I, how can I kill that? And then how I thought, big? uh, silver dollar. Uh, oh, that's big. Yeah, and so I, I immediately I started thinking about ways in which I could conquer and destroy this beast. And then but it, you were afraid. Well, for sure I was afraid, but also and the spider knew it, knew but, it right away. But but also it occurred to me. Uh, you know, my scientific mind kicked in and I was like, well, oh. this pro- spider's probably killing more uh, critters that I w- would like to, to have dead than is bothering me, really. So maybe I shouldn't kill it. So I was like, all right, fine, I'm not going to kill it. And so then I I went up and I, I don't know, I went to the kitchen to cook a meal or something. And I came back and the motherfucker was gone. <laughs> and that is well, worse than knowing that the, that's well. That's worse than knowing that the spider well, is you read there. Your thoughts. Well, the, what's worse than knowing that the spider is there on the ceiling is knowing that the spider was there and is now somewhere where you can't see it. And also that he heard you thinking that you were going to kill him or her. You'd be luckier if it were him, and it wouldn't be so smart. But if it's a female spider, oh my God, we're in such trouble. So you you you, are, you right? subscribe to the belief of mind reading spiders? Is that what I'm hearing? Eric, get with the times. Where have you been? Yeah, it's like proven for years. You you speak of the science of things as if you're some educated okay. person who keeps up with stuff, and yet here it is in front of you. You don't even you don't even recognize it as the phenomenon that it's been written up to be. Well, and really, my job title is pretty similar to that of the spider. You know, I'm a web developer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wish I had a little symbol. So, one of the day. I'm just saying. Say that again, and we can edit the first one out. But go ahead and say it again. Um, yeah. So, you know, I I I feel for for their kind, but um, yeah, my, mind that? reading is not a skill of mine for sure. 
because I never know what's coming out of your mouth next. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly a script, is there? Well, actually, that's about what I thought you were going to say. So. Wow. Then maybe it is a script, and I don't, I don't know it. That would be weird. What do you have, a mind script? If you do, we could package it. That would be good. That would make some money, right? Yes. I mean, think about that. You'd be able to ship, and, and you open this package, and you put on earphones, and you can read people's minds. It's like either one of those two movies, What Women Really Want, Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. or What Men Really Want. My, my kids are at the age where they are fantasizing about all the superpowers that every human ever has fantasized about. Uh, and, like, today, for example, I introduced them to the, to the mind palace that, that would be, uh, which I don't know that this really existed before the idea of, before video games or games in the, in the computer existed. But with computer games, you can, when you're, when you're coming up to a particular challenge in the game, you can save your game so that at any, so that if whatever happens in, from going forward goes wrong, you can always come back to this point, hmm. to this save point. And right. I mentioned that to my to my kids about how wouldn't that be nice? Like, wouldn't it be nice if you could, you know, say, okay, I'm about to do something risky that I would like to be able to take back if it goes wrong. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to save this point right here. And you know, I not in this, not in these terms, but I was, but you know, your typical example is, you know, do you ask the person out or do you? Uh, say what's really on your mind to your boss or, you know, in, 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 in kids' terms, it was like, well, do I, do I ask mommy first for, for whatever piece of candy that, uh, that I want or do I ask daddy first to, to know which one is actually going to say yes? Uh, but that, that is, anyone that's ever played computer games has had that dream of being able to say, like, you know, what if I could, before I... Multiple endings. Yeah, multiple endings. You know, like... Some in in the video game, it's like, can I jump across this canyon and, and make it or whatever? Uh, but in but in life, it's like, can I, you know, can I confess my true feelings to this other person and not have it ruin uh, our relationship or whatever? Uh, so that's serious. Yeah. So yeah. So I can tell you how I truly feel about you, and then I can edit this out later, and then. <laughs> oh, I get misty eyed just imagining. <laughs> <laughs> so so our house here you know the ongoing saga do tell uh uh yeah do tell and our bathroom down here that doesn't work very well well i discovered why the toilet is sitting on the drainage pipe that takes the debris out of the house a big nine inch steel black hunk of metal drainage and instead of screwed to that and fastened to that it's just sitting on it and in fact perhaps a little loosely the way you sit on it so what's that the way you sit on the you sit on the toilet not fastened but loosely and then the toilet is loosely (laughs) sitting on the (laughs) well i'm gonna i'm gonna have to think about that i think that's another pun but i don't know but I, you're going to have to repeat it or play it back or something. What now? Okay, continue. Okay. Now I've lost my spot. 
your toilet was loosely sitting, oh, not oh, fastened oh, to oh, your oh, nine-inch oh, oh. steel so, manly pipe thing. Right. <laughs> so it's been diagnosed, and now we have a prognosis, and we're moving forward with a plan. But in the meantime, the odor, which my wife has had increasing uh, anger toward, has escalated to the point where now she has on the floor in that bathroom a big jug of bleach, mm-hmm. which she applies so liberally around the toilet that when I go in there to piss, my eyes water so bad that I piss all over the floor. <laughs> so you're pissing out of, out of your eyes as well? Well, I piss. No, don't get complicated. It's <laughs> just a simple point that the you can't poisonous. you can't see you can't aim, and a man needs to aim. No, I'm shaking from the pain of the eyes too. Anyway, anywho, sorry. you can link to the video that I took of it. <laughs> that to the listener's delight will not be in the show notes. Um, as we learned though in the previous episode, you're. And we are still waiting on the part three of the three-part saga. Your your painter said that bleach just cures everything. <laughs> so, right. so including maybe your so maybe your maybe your your painter Mike maybe his name was uh, also subscribes to the same bleach propaganda that your wife does. Maybe it's him. Maybe they're both doing it. So should we make our listeners wait until the end of the episode to hear about the part three of the Chip, Eric the Chipmunk saga? Or have, did you actually ask, as you promised to, to know what, what? what happened to, to oh. my beloved namesake? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't, okay. I didn't ask my... Well. I forgot. Uh, I'm supposed to ask him what he did with the body. Yeah. That's part three, right? Well, All right. Well, three, three more, remind me. Three more unsubscribers. Okay. Because he was here until about an hour ago. It would have been perfect time. Okay. Well, anyway. So anyway, I, I, built the, uh, I built the front steps for the house. Wait, 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 wait. And, you, is there no, is there, what's the, what's the final plan on the, on the toilet issue? Oh, well, it's yeah. being taken out and I'm going to tear the floor out. And it's going to be properly fastened. Is is it is there leakage? Is that no. where the smell is um, emanating? Leakage of odor, of course, not necessarily leakage of any fluid, per se. The only fluid I can see from the basement looking up into the floor appears to be bleach, and so if there's anything dripping down, it's bleach. So but that, to, to test that theory, I moved a bunch of my wife's clothes underneath there so that <laughs> the floor wouldn't get all wet. Uh-huh. And um, that, so that. That that confirms that there is liquid leakage, which might correspond to the smell leakage. Smell leakage. Huh. Well. Anyway, I'm 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 not sorry. Sure. Sure. Let's... I'm not sure. I even want to think about that, let alone talk about it. This is. I'm looking at the door to the room now. I'm getting a little nauseous as we speak. So change the subject. This is on the love the list. Okay. Okay. The short we will, list. That we will talk about again. We will the come bats, back. We will come back. Which to this. is broken every time. Every time. Wait. Before it was just one bat. I saw, not, I not saw as... the. I, I saw the. Uh, who was the uh, comedian? The uh, Lucy K. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was very funny. It was, it was the funny. Funniest line, the funniest line he said was, oh, I hate bats. I hate them. And, and he said, and, and I know what some of the, the, the people are going to say support bats. And they're yeah. really helpful for us. They're, they're responsible for all the French toast in the world. <laughs> that, was the, that was the bit that I, that I edited into the show. So 
already did into yes. the into, right into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but but yes, pretty, but that's that's some of his best uh, bits are uh, the assumption of what the uh, the snooty liberal is going to say is is going to respond to his to his joke like oh yeah that that is the perfect perfect example Uh, however i also know people that do that too much where they will say something and they'll be like oh i know what you're going to say you're going to say that uh comedians that say that that do this uh preamble are, are, are so stupid or whatever and you can you can do that too much. It, there's a there's a just a right amount that is funny that make yeah. that made uh, Louis C.K. the top comedian in in America for while his tenure lasted. Right, right, right. Until he was exposed, shall we say? Yes. Well. I recently thought about and reconjured. The memory, I want, and I'm curious about your position on this topic. Uh, do you remember the TV personality, Mr. Wizard? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember him from your youth or from your children's youth? Because he had two runs. Where? Right. Well, apparently he was, he was. Black pre- and white. He was active for a long time before, but then in the in this in the eighties, he had his comeback where he. Uh, no, not no, not with my kids. We didn't have a TV set for my children's formative years. Okay, so you so you remembered him uh, to the extent. Okay, okay. Yes. No, but he for my for my youth uh, in the in the eighties, they you know there was this channel called Nickelodeon, which was right, right, the, right, right, really the first cable channel right. aimed yeah. at children in the US. And right. he came on and did his sciency stuff. And so it's surprising how often in my adult life uh, a topic will come up and I and I and I will think oh yeah, I learned about that from Mr. Wizard from whatever show uh, or whatever he he, he did on. So that. that for you was the beginning and you eventually went to the school of science and technology. I went to the school the the wizards I went to, I went to Hogwarts, and <laughs> I'm now a wizard. But we're not supposed to talk about that. Remember? Uh, all this stuff, this proper stuff. The list I don't read the list. Yeah. You send out memos I don't read them. But I uh, all I do is dial in. But, for, for my contract, well, I don't read any of your emails. But anyway, uh, it was <laughs> it was recently. <laughs> Uh, I was recently with a, in a discussion with some with some people about um, about manhole covers, oh. and immediately when I think manhole covers, I think back to Mr. Wizard uh, teaching why manhole covers are are circular and not square. Can you think of why that might be? Yes, so that they fit neatly in the round hole in the street. Exactly. You don't want a square p- cover in a round hole. That's that's right. So to speak. No. The, that's it. That's the, it. The, the actual answer is that a square cover could potentially fall down a square hole if you turn it diagonally. Wow. Right? So to prevent the person that is the sewer person that is going down uh, to fix whatever it is that... that happens down there 
to prevent them from getting a big iron thing landing on them, they make them round so that they can't possibly fit cool. through the hole. Which, uh, yeah, I love that. That's good, Mr. Science. Yes, Doctor Eric, uh, Doctor Eric Avon, a scientist. That's you. Is that is, is that is my new name? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to be German. So, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold here's on. A question for you. Hold on. I just want to before we leave this topic, I want to, I want to mention that someone brought to my attention a video on YouTube where it's a supercut of every time that Mr. Wizard. First of all, Mr. Wizard, when in in my decade, was now it wouldn't it wouldn't fly because he was this old guy, where these twelve to fourteen year olds would come over to his garage every day after school to like tinker with stuff. Like now, if you like, just th- that that image conjures darkness. Uh, in our in our modern in our in our modern you try to organize that nowadays you'd be taken in for questions. exactly exactly but right. uh, but anyway there there was you know and he would be he would be playful he would he would be like so uh, so Timothy uh, what do you think about what do you think if we if we burned this substance versus burning this substance uh, what what colors would it be or whatever and and Timothy would be like well I think it would all be the same and and he would be like no you're wrong. It's actually this. It's actually this or this. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be quite. He wouldn't be quite like that. But and there's the clips but, of that. But there's there's a there's a video on YouTube that is the super the supercut of all the times where where Mr. Wizard was being a total asshole and be like, no, t- no, no, Timmy, you're 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 totally fucking mistaken. It wouldn't. Oh. You wouldn't do that. Anyway, that, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Everyone should pause this connect, right now. Connect it out a chat box for me, so I can, I can. I, I will. I'll, I'll send it to you. Everyone should. Everyone should pause this and go to the, and go look in the show notes, which will be at happyhour.fm/slash/zero-two-five. So and uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll slow, slow your roll. Let me, let me. And anyway, you you need to go. You need to go see this just to enjoy yeah. this. Okay, Dennis, you now. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Captain Kangaroo. See, that, that was before my time. We watched, and uh, and for long, long, long time. And his accomplice, Mr. Green Jeans, and it was just two, you know, goofy characters. Uh, Captain Kangaroo, not so goofy as Mr. Green Jeans, but... I'm, I'm uh, sure there are some... YouTube. I don't remember. I'm sure there are some many. YouTube supercuts of 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 them being something looking looking totally right. perverted or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I need to destroy the image of wholesomeness of okay. my upbringing in front of that particular. But I remember getting our our TV set, black and white TV set, and laying on our uh, hard carpet in our 1953 built ranch style home on the at the edge of town. We're nearby. We would play in the fields, and as you know, occasionally burn them down altogether. But yeah, which is your tendency? Let's let's be honest. Well, I don't know if I want to be honest in front of four people. That's a lot of people. How how many fields have you burned down? Your father and one other person. What? How many fields have you burned down? Uh, well, what's, um, the big field was a continuous field, but it was behind 
seven properties, the entire block. So all the houses were facing the street, obviously, and they had a backyard with a fence or maybe not, mm-hmm. a tree line, maybe not. But then on the other side for the entire block was the field. So the field was long. It was well over a quarter mile, I believe. But in your youth, you imagine things bigger. You know, I went, I went, uh, cut me off if I've said this before, but I went to the place where we used to hang out. And I remember this huge rock mm-hmm. I used to climb up on and, and sit. And when I got there as an adult, did the rock the have a name? Rocky. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't. It, it wasn't, you know, no, the, the, the rock of, of truth rock. or whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, there were no rituals. Okay. <laughs> there was no burning of stakes. Although I think later on I might have suggested after my reading to put a pig's head on a stake somehow outside the encampment, but that came later. But I will tell you this, that one warning sign as you approach the rock in that area of the woods where the woods ended and the fields began, and when you leaned up against this rock and you looked out into the fields to the right, you saw a quarter mile of, of hay and straw grass growing that was uh, six, 700 yards wide. So that's a big field. And then to the left of that was our baseball field or football field, depending on the time of year that we mowed. So sitting up against that rock. But here's the thing that would have warned someone at one point, Wayne, the old kid, 16-year-old, caught a garden snake. It was about five five feet long. It was big. Mm-hmm. It was big. It was big around as a can of soup. Whoa. And, yeah. And uh, he tied his tail to a stake and secured it. And then he caught a very uh, large frog and tied it to a stake within the reach of the snake. And he called it the digest the digestion experiment. Aye, aye, aye. And as he planned, the yes. snake ate the frog. It was partially digested as the string that held it held firm. And both the frog mm-hmm. died, the snake. I don't know about that, but I remember vague, hope for blotted out memories of the partially digested frog from the feet down to the waist where it wasn't that much, right? So you wonder, so you might ask the question, did you have a happy youth? The answer is yes, yeah. except for these kinds of incidents. But that was approaching the entranceway to where the rock was. But when I returned as an adult, the rock was so little that I just, I imagined it so big because I was so small. Right, right, right. Right? So these days, people claim that, you know, video games are ruining our youth. And, but your childhood had partially digested frogs and, you know, that seems totally healthy. Like the, the snake, can you imagine eating a wonderful meal and then it turns out that there's actually a string attached where you, where you can't actually totally digest your meal. Right. Well, nowadays, I mean, that we would add a motion sensor camera. Well, now, nowadays, nowadays that, that would be a some sort of diet plan where you're like, uh, here, eat, eat this, eat this meal. And then we can pull it back out. 
She's like, yeah. Well, uh, That's nice. Hey, write up those instructions, big guy. Write them up. That's just what our Put it in front of our, our PR people. Let them turn it into a marketing masterpiece and figure out a way to make a profit. Because <laughs> we, could, we, could, huh? we, could, we could sell this, man. I mean. <laughs> so far, our coffers are, uh, are barren. <laughs> Which, but thank yeah. God the your Iraqians are, are listening in. We went up six points, as I may have mentioned early on. So we got to mention them. You were supposed to do some homework and look up something funny or something that people in Uruguay would find funny, and maybe we would do it in, in their native tongue. Yeah. I thought that was you. I forgot about... Like, I was supposed to ask Mike about what he did with the chipmunk's body, little Eric. Yeah. Little Eric. People care about little Eric. He's, you know... Well, it's, yes, it's, it's like six feet under now. Well, one, I told you the story. One would hope he was that deep. When I was when I was being rushed to the hospital with my wound, check back. And yes, that was that, hold on. That my daughter, who was laughing a bit at my high hilarity under the adrenaline rush that was happening on the way to the hospital, I said, "Who's going to believe this? Who's going to believe was, this?" <laughs> this was episode two. Episode two. Happy hour. FM slash zero zero two. Right. Anyway, yes. And continue. She said. She said. This is like an episode of Six Feet Under. Yes. <laughs> and I said, oh, don't say that. They all die in the beginning of it. Get me to the hospital. So how is your arm? How is your wrist? Uh, is it, is it you know, like new? It's still, it's still, it hurts. But I think I, my right arm hurts too. So I think I've got arthritis in both hands. But, you know, I did pray one night that, because my left hand hurt so bad, I, I prayed and said, please, Lord, make my hand like the other one. And I woke up the next morning. My right hand was killing me, too. And it was, I wasn't Have you learned nothing f- enough. From, watching, like, if, from watching stories if, about wishes with genies? If he's God, or in this case, if she's God, why doesn't she know that I meant it the other way around? Huh. How about a, how about a God that's got all the God powers? But isn't um, uh, but isn't all knowing. <laughs> so God gets it wrong as much as we do. But unlike you and I, it's uh-huh. a little bit more cataclysmic when he makes the mistake. Is it like, did you think about this before you did it? No, I, I'm, I'm like God. I mean, I just it came to me and I just made it happen. Well, you know, and the next thing you know, that's like all the other gods. Like all the Greek gods were totally fallible and right uh, and um and narcissistic, like. A certain president and uh, just were total self-centered pieces of shit uh, that you could that had these powers that could make things happen, but you had to sort right. of like you had to sort of uh, fawn over them in a way right. that would please them, such that they would grant you whatever it is that you wanted. Um, right. So there's that. So uh, in the news, oh, in no. the news this week, yes, we have uh, we have the uh, president of the United States, whose name uh, is what? On the anniversary of nine one one, on the anniversary of nine eleven, had an idea to invite the Taliban into Camp David. Genius. So how did he te- how did he tell them? He's sitting in the Oval Office. He's just got up. It's eleven o'clock. 
He's guzzling not coffee, but Dicoke. syrupy cocoa mixed with coffee, and he's got it on his lip, and he's slouched in his chair. Somebody brings him a, a, a McDonald's sandwich or two, three, or some deep-fried potatoes, mm-hmm. big Pepsi, giant Pepsi, big Slurpee. Diet Coke is his, is his brand. Don't Has his Diet Coke. He has, he has his peeps in, and they wander in, and they're all looking at each other, wondering without speaking, okay, what's up today? You go in, sit down. There's like three or four of them, you, whoever, whoever they might be. Mm-hmm. And he turns to them, and he says, hey. I got an idea. As bits of burger and deep fried potatoes are coming out of his mouth, landing on his desk, and he swats them away. On the on the anniversary of September 11th, let's let's get a Pulitzer Prize by working out a peace agreement with the Taliban at Camp David. We'll host it. We'll we'll shuttle back and forth to two or three resorts. Yeah, it's all reasonable. Well, plenty of bacon. It, well, I don't know. Yeah, and and what? Yeah, what? And they're looking at each other. And the vice president, who is known, and you'll have to do in your show notes, the famous icy stare from the meeting about the Mexican border wall, where he sat there and never spoke when the president Pelosi went back and forth. It's a it's it's a fabulous Pence tight lip. Mm-hmm. Mannequin-esque. What? Are you made of wax? You know, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if, 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 if I were to try to put it into an art piece, I would make 50 copies of that picture of him silent. No, but if, put if you're... Put one of the frames in different colors. If, if you're Trump's vice president, you need to do your very, 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 very best to not say a goddamn thing. Like you need to not as useful totally as a warm silent. bucket of spit. Yeah. You can show that quote in your show notes. Not as useful. That the vice presidency isn't any more useful than a bucket of spit. I believe that was, uh, well, the vice president said it. I think it was Ulysses Grant, vice president. All right, I I will I will look that up and prove Dennis either wrong or right in the show notes at happyhour.fm/slash zero two five. Be- because we've been doing this for a quarter of a century. 25 years. Greetings, podcast listeners. I'd like to break the fourth wall for a moment and talk directly to you. Dennis and I have a lot of fun making this show, but podcasting takes equipment, time, and energy. If we're going to sustain this show for the long term, we need some help from you. Think about it like this. We're giving you roughly four hours of content every month. How much is four hours of entertainment worth to you? Think about other things that you pay for to be entertained for four hours, like two movies, or a round of golf, or a weekly yoga class, or maybe a concert. That's the level of support we'd like from you. If you find our discussions entertaining, we'd really appreciate any support you can afford to give. Please, if you can't afford to give money, don't. But if you can, to donate... Go to happyhour.fm and click on the red Become a Patron button at the top. And then choose a tier that you'd like to support us at. Thank you very, very much. Now, back to the nonsense. Today, to share a personal note, uh, 
just by chance, I happened to be writing a journal when I met my wife. You mentioned that um, you met you met your bride down in Texas last South uh, Texas. couple of, couple of, South, 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 Texas. South Texas. Sorry, yeah. I I met mine in a Burger King in Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, exa- on this day, twenty Today? twenty years ago. 20. Oh my God! Well, so happy uh, anniversary. T- to you and the missus. Yes. To your better half. You are, in fact, her ball and her chain. And have been For ever sure. since she woke up one day, somewhat into the marriage, and said out loud, Why? What have I done? Right. Yes. For sure. What For sure. have I done? Who is this man? He isn't the man I met in the Copenhagen Burger King. Burger King. Yeah. No. Some, some whopper. It's a different Guzzling man. Motherfucker. Yeah. And then she said, and then she said, I know. I pulled him into that man and more. And so her quest begins. <laughs> Indeed. She, Indeed. She, she's Eric Improvement Project. She's for sure my better three quarters. EIP. We need a. We need EIP. A, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. We could be like a TV series. IEP. Welcome to this. this. Improvement project this this week's edition of eric improvement project uh yeah that's Mrs. tries to get him to eat so that he doesn't look like an animal devouring his food let's watch and learn and laugh <laughs> yeah that's that project is slow moving uh, but for sure i have faith anyway that's a that's a thing and she says honey do you think you could not chew with your mouth so wide open so that the food that you're chewing is spitting all over the not just your plate but the table and you look like a, you look like I'm, Mr. I'm, Fox yeah. you look like Mr. Yeah. Fox <laughs> <laughs> food flying everywhere you can post that image on every show notes as far as I'm concerned I think it's one of the funniest things in George Clooney at his uh, comedic best he is about one of the funniest people. And wherefore art thou when he is caught in these predicaments? And he says again and again, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> it is hilarious because it is so authentic. Yes. Oh, Lord, it's funny stuff. Well, speaking of people who married someone a thousand times better than them, George fucking Clooney. His, his, better? His wife is a thousand times better as a human in the world than he is. <laughs> Well, uh, why are you throwing so much shade at George Clooney, man? What does he ever do to you? You no, can talk I'm just about saying. how brilliant she is without, without saying that that makes him a total fucking loser. I'm drawing an equivalence to my marriage and your marriage. Uh-oh. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. That, Don't bring my marriage into this. That, that, no, no. That our, no, our wives, you and me and George, our wives are significantly more important in the world oh well so what do you mean smarter more sophisticated and more caring oh yes all of those things yes okay. all right so <laughs> all that was a low bar to jump over the list goes on and the list goes on well so we had a we had a, a lively session at uh, uh, old dog uh, this past Monday, where did you did you t- did you teach it new tricks? The piano player, 
had uh, uh, asked his friend Cynthia, who plays uh, wood instruments, clarinet, saxophone, and a, a flute, to sit in, and for me to join in, and you know, at more the end of the set, and so which is a two-hour set. He never stopped. And so, as it turns out, there were uh, birthday parties there, a birthday party there, and the place had a lot of people, and this clarinet player was was good. Mm-hmm. And in a piano clarinet piece, the space that the clarinet fills, it's like a call and response between the clarinet and the, between the piano, I should say, which is the lead instrument, and the clarinet, and it's the same mm-hmm. in, in, with the harmonica. And so the idea of having two of us responding and having a little call and response going on at certain points was intriguing to me because I hadn't played with a clarinet player, but I grew up with a great clarinet player. So you felt like uh, a third wheel? Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. Why? Does it sound like I should have? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that typically you have piano and clarinet where they have a, a thing going, or piano and harmonica where you have a thing going. And here there was a threesome, and you, was a, you well, might have felt so what, out of. What ended up happening was that there was also some women singers there, and one man singer, and so we ended up with what happened to be an impromptu band for 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 two or three tunes with a singer or a duet and the piano player and the clarinet and the harmonica. Um, and then she had that, to that, go. That's a combination I've never seen before. That was nice. And uh, so she, she had to go and I said, oh, please, just one more. And we played uh, from Pulp Fiction fame, the uh, tune um, the You one, Never Can Tell. Yes, which you've mentioned in the past three episodes. Yeah, I, every time. I love it. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing, man. She played the clarinet as the second instrument in that. Which is And I never liked the harmonica with it, ever. I mm-hmm. didn't, it just wasn't right. The clarinet was perfectly suited, and she killed it. Wow. I mean, she killed it. So that, so this... People that are so know, good at their instrument, where they can take something that right. is totally out of the genre of their instrument right. and destroy it uh, are, you know, just otherworldly. Yeah. Wow, very, very talented. But the the woman whose birthday it was, who is it Kathy or Cynthia? I can't, all the women weren't named Cynthia, I don't imagine. But Probably. she came up and she sang, and it was a nice tune, and there were a little band we had. And then she brought up her friend a song later. And I don't know this woman's name, I'll find out. But it's Cynthia, she, she absolutely killed it. Wow. She was so good. I mean, like, holy shit, good. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah. just so nice. And so we knew, the, and then she had to go, so she left, so there was not just me, Tom, and the singers, whoever. We knew that the key to the evening was to bring her up as much as possible. Right. So we started doing tunes that he and I had done where I sang that she sang. And, uh, oh, it was so much fun. And then at the end, they came in and sang a duet of uh, Take Me to Montgomery, Fly Me to Montgomery. Angel of um, Montgomery. Angel of Montgomery. And so in that one of my favorite tune, songs. The I had a, a woman that I played with for, for some time who sang that very, very well. And so I did the harmony and the harp to it. So when they picked it, and I hadn't played it in a long time, but I had the harp for it uh, over the course of eight, ten uh times playing it with this particular singer and it was it was the last tune that we did and it was just wonderful these women were so on top of it and they were flowing with the music and the piano and the harp and 
people were listening and appreciative, and it nice. was just pretty. And Tom, Tom Dunfield said afterwards, he said, oh, my God. He said, this was just totally organic, totally organic. And I thought, good for you. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Well, next time we're together and I can play and sing Angel from Montgomery, uh, chip in, you know? Okay. Give me a little. We're ready. I, I think we have before. If you want to call me Cynthia, you can. <laughs> no, we've already done that. I believe you got mad and walked away. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how I, that's how Cynthia recalls it as well. So, as you may recall, in the last episode, I introduced you to the word of defenestration. Oh, yes. Stories abounded. Which is throwing someone out a window. And it later occurred to me that I had a story about that. Where, and we are, between the time we record this and the time that it, that it is released, the anniversary of this I want to say three-year anniversary of this will have passed, uh, where we, my parents were visiting uh, to our house here in Spain, and it was a muggy September day, midday, and my kids were playing in in the house. My my youngest was three years old, we'll say, and uh, he was playing with this little fire engine thing that made a, that the little the, the little ladder extended and it made a bunch of wee, wee, wee noise if you if you pressed a button or whatever it was super annoying for parents and super awesome if you're a three-year-old and he was playing, ah, so the conflict is set yes so he was playing with this and it was a it was a muggy day and we had our windows open and he was playing with this and then at one point it went from being noisy where there was a wee, 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 to being silent. And I looked up from, we'll say I was reading the Wall Street Journal or something respectable. Uh, and I was, and it I was said, a comic book. it was, it, it was, it was a comic it book. It probably, you can, go, you can go ahead and say it as if that would be shocking to the, to, it to probably the was your, It probably wasn't, it was, wasn't Penthouse, okay? Uh, it was a comic. But anyway, so I, I looked up and I and and I said to my son, uh, son, where is your where's your fire truck? And he was like, well, I don't know, shrugged. <laughs> and then I saw the open window, and I went, and I looked at the open window, and we live on what an American would be the seventh floor. Here we call it the sixth floor because the ground floor is zero. Uh, and I looked down and down very far down. I saw the shattered <laughs> fire, fire truck. Because he threw it? Because he threw it. Or the wind caught it? Out, or... He defenestrated the fucking <laughs> fire truck. And oh, not only that, well. but right below our windows, there's a line of cars that park there. And there was a huge dent <gasps> on the car directly below our window. Oh, no. And it was a it was a muggy, humid day, and it was sort of so, half raining. So I immediately went and got a piece of paper, and wrote a wrote a message to put on the car, uh, saying, "Hey, sorry about fucking up your car. Uh, my three year old son." Did you swear in the note like that? I was like, "Hey, you, you. should have. Yeah, you should have. 
Hey, assholes. <laughs> you should have. Hey, assholes who parked their car in in the way of my son's... Wrath. Yes. Just... Defenestration. radius. Yes. So I so I wrote this message saying, "Hey, uh, sorry about sorry about this. Here's my phone number. Please give me a call. We can sort this out or whatever." And I went and and, and then because it was raining, I I went and got a a little plastic sleeve that I could put the piece of paper into. And I went and I left it on their car, and I picked up all the little pieces of the fire truck that were just all over the place. And so then I had to, I was, uh, I was sent by the one who gives commands to go on an expedition to. Is that, is that every word in that title is capitalized? Yes, of course. Uh, the one to, who gives commands. The one who gives commands. Is there I, an acronym with I, that? Uh, T-O-G-C. Yes. My, my Togsy told me to go and do Forget some. Forget the T. The Gatsi. Yes. The g- Sounds Italian. Now we're in trouble. The well, Gatsi. I sometimes I call her Godzilla, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway, I I, I I had to go run an errand. Christmas. Suffice it to say, I had to go run an errand. I picked up all the plastic uh, remains of the of the toy. You can't uh, really right. you can't really punish a three year old for that behavior. Uh, so I throw them out the window. Yes, Teach them a lesson. Right. How do you like it? Don't go fast. Don't go real fast. Slowly. Anyway, by the time I was coming back from my errand, I noticed uh, there was a man uh, with my note standing next to the car with my note in his hands reading it. And so I I ran up and was like, hey, uh, that's me. I left the note. Um, Totally sorry about this. My three-year-old threw a thing out the window. Uh, Here's, you know, let's exchange phone numbers and and insurance information. And... Over the course of fucking eight months, maybe the my home insurance paid for his car to be repaired or something, but uh, he was disturbingly okay with all of it. Like oh. I, I was like, I was like, you sh- why aren't you more angry with about this? And it turns uh, out, it turns out, did you want him to slap you around a little bit and scream at you? A little, is that where we're going with this a, a little, curve? A, a, a little bit of, of abuse would have been nice, but uh, <laughs> but no, well, no. It turns yeah, out, points made. Yeah, it turns out, like seven months later, I see him and his and his wife uh, pushing a little stroller around with a little baby in it, and it was their their nesting uh, parenting. We're gonna we're gonna be good to our kids instincts uh-huh, that uh-huh, I think that I think uh-huh. alleviated a lot of my yes. uh, my problem, but Very so valid. that's that's the story of the defenestrated fire engine, <laughs> as I call it. Yes, well. I thought about high I thought about high school things, um since we talked last and um, I remembered a story that made me remember another story. And the first story I mentioned my, one of my good friends, Steve, who was in the band that I tried out for. He was the clarinet player who ended up becoming a guitar player and a studio musician and, you know, uh, an actual musician. Yes. So this is the story. So Steve one day, 
I had to leave school every day at a certain time because I had gotten into trouble. I've talked about this before, and I had to leave the grounds every day at a certain time. And I left the grounds about the same passage every day, got out of my last class, mm-hmm. which I often skipped because it was probably study, time study, whatever. To go play poker. But as I went out the back entrance, unknowns to me, this crazy uh, underclassman who was a freshman who uh, our us upperclassmen nicknamed him or somebody nicknamed him Crazy Clock. He, and I don't remember why, I don't know why, but he was he was waiting for me. He was very punctual. Behind the building with a two-by-four in his hand. And uh, when I came out, he was going to swing the two-by-four and he was going to hit me in the head, which very well could have killed me. And Steve saw it and intervene, so I was ever grateful to Steve. Yeah. Right? Right. And it was also uh, Steve who pulled me out from under the railroad car. We talked about that. No. Yes. Either, I, I mean, let me, railroad car. We were crawling underneath the railroad car and it began to move. And, uh, I, you know, this is funny. I can't remember if it was he or me who froze and who saved whom. Um, we'll, say, anyway. we'll, we'll say he saved you. Okay. 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 And and then later, Crazy Clock ended up being accused and convicted of murder four blocks from my house. How surprising. Where he captured another kid and did unspeakable things and dragged him until he died. And it's a terrible memory. Jesus of Christ. Of Crazy Clock. And this two-by-four thing. I, I, so you asked so, me again for the second time tonight, did I have a happy youth? Well, yeah, except for this thing. Well, I mean... St- the fact that Steve saved your life from being murdered. Yeah, that's cool. Yo, Steve O. Yeah. Shout out to Steve, man. Steve. Clarinet player. It's a, you and the clarinet players. Steve Steven Steven Cynthia, you're uh if you're thick as as reed, reed blowing thieves. <laughs> I wow. clarinet was my instrument. Oh, I didn't know that. Was, yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Hey, I saw a movie the other night. That's why I have a stiff, stiff lower lip, not like the British. Stiff, stiff lower lip. It's my. Are you going to fix your teeth? It's my ligature. I'm not going to. I'm British. I don't want to stand out. We've just here in Spain. We've just uh, we've just started up our our scholastic year, and my 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 son's tennis teacher is great at tennis and anything with a racket, but uh, he's not that good with uh, technology and stuff. So we have this we have this chat group. It's Americans won't won't know uh, what WhatsApp is. Because it's this, it's this thing that grew organically outside of the U.S. Because the U.S. had uh, free SMS with your plans, and then anyway, anyway, Facebook ended up buying WhatsApp. It, we have this group where, uh, rather than the the tennis instructor sending out a message individually to to everyone, you can think of it like like email, like with the whole reply all problem. He sends right, out right. he sends out a message to where everyone is in the two field. 
right? And then right. everyone hits reply all. And so he sent something out saying, hey, here's the new information about our, our new uh, about our new semester or whatever. Schedule or whatever. Schedule, as they say in Britain. And they so then, then people start doing this reply all thing where they're like, yeah, right. uh, where they're like, thanks. And then no one says thanks. And another one says thanks. And another one says thanks. But, and, and OK, those people belong in their yeah. own, those people belong in their own circle of hell for sure. But for sure, man, for sure. But there's a there's a there's a there's an even deeper circle of hell for the next person that responded that said, uh, "Wow, this is great, but there's still 96 other people that haven't said thanks yet." It's just like, oh fuck my. you! And you, then it went rapid fire. No, no one, no one has no. said anything since. Sh- thank, thank, oh, to God. Well. thank, thank God, thank, thank God, thank. You shame them. I, I didn't I didn't shame them. I sh- I should write back. I should reply all and say, uh, don't. We're all thankful. Don't fucking re- respond to this. But the we're whole the, for every, the whole idea that, except for you, except for you, yeah, except for you asshole that that said this. Yeah. Well, you don't have to call him an asshole. Well, Just dot dot dot. Except for you. But you know, so less is more. <laughs> anyway, that that was such an tech antisocial blunder that i saw today that just made me that made me uh you know i i so far i haven't murdered anyone you know but you know there's <laughs> that's, that's good uh, but i have a, I have, so, I have a whiteboard where i'm keeping the list of names so i've got a uh i've got a uh, uh telephone number i want to give our listeners and whoever's listening it comes up on your screen i want you to call and i want you to ask for an intervention for our friend Eric, who's melting down in front of us. Is it a 900 number? He needs help. He needs your help now. Here's the number. 1116. 1116. You know the significance of that number? Well, it's 116. It's also... Eleven one six. No. No significance. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.